0: This is an eavesdropping conversation. I'm Judith Fraser and I'm here with Eva Zollner. Welcome Eva. You just Hello. Came from Germany yesterday. <laughs> yes, is that right? thank
1: you for the invitation. I'm super happy and excited to be here in this very special place.
0: Yeah, it's true, we're sitting in the chapel again. In fact, on the day of Ava's performance, um, so we're going to be chatting a bit about the music that she'll be performing tonight and hearing a bit about your practice generally. So do you want to maybe start by telling us a bit about the program that you've chosen?
1: Oh, yes. I chose four pieces for tonight, Um, four very different pieces, which I think show very well the diversity of my instrument, the accordion, Mm. in contemporary music practice. And I chose one older piece from 2006, which is is, uh, one of my favorite pieces. And then there's a couple of recent recent, more recent things. And um, so the older piece I Mm. just talked about is by Mexican composer Jérén Ganderbez. And it's one of my favorite pieces because, I mean, the accordion is a very human instrument. It's very closely attached to my body when I play and it's Mm. really breathing with Mm. me and it's like an extension of my lungs. And this piece, I think, is about um, this part of the instrument and also the fact that the sound of the accordion can be very similar to the human voice, Mm. actually. And um, the piece is called Symphonia, and it's originally based on musical material from a piece by Hildegard from Bingen from the 13th century. And I think what the composer did is she filtered that material, like the pitches and also the the rhythm of the... of the text and created a totally new piece but what I like about the piece is that you can still hear this old mm. ancient music shine through that's um, why I like it a lot I've played it a lot and um, I think her work is not so often performed in this part of the world so I thought I'd was it written for that, you yes piece yes was.
0: Were, were all yeah. the pieces written for you no
1: no but some of them mm-hmm. We can talk about this later, but I try to, I mean, I commission a lot of things, Mm. but I think also there is a lot of existing repertoire and really good repertoire. So I always um, like to keep my eyes open to Mm. discover um, these pieces. And I'm also very grateful to composers. Uh, who send me emails every yeah. now and then and tell me, oh, you know, I have an accordion piece, do you want to have a look at it? And um, I actually really like that because, I mean, I keep my eyes open, but I miss but you things. you can't find everything, right. of course. Mm. So, um, and I think it's important for everyone that pieces get performed again and mm. not just premiered. And then, um, But we can talk about that <laughs> <laughs> later. I'll get back to the program. So that's de Derbe's um, Symphonia, And then I play a piece by a Serbian composer, Melissa Jovanović, who lives in Berlin. It's from 2015, it's called One Would Think Stars, mm-hmm. and it's, for me, it's a, like a nocturne, a night music, mm-hmm. a night song, um, because it it's using the extreme range and the extreme part registers of the instrument, and... For me it's a description of the night, both the beauty of the night, you know, it can be very romantic with the stars and everything. And it but it can also be a bit scary and dark. Yeah. And this is what a piece pictures for me. And um, I like I like the piece a lot because of course coming from Serbia, uh, Melissa is a composer who's very familiar with the sound of the accordion because the accordion is very often used in traditional music mm-hmm. in Serbia. Um you cannot really hear that in the piece, <laughs> but you can feel that she's familiar with the instrument. Okay. And uh, that's what I like about the piece. And then I'm playing a piece by Farsi Fallah, who's an Iranian composer living in Cologne in Germany. And this is actually a duo. It's a duo for accordion and tanbur. That's an Iranian plucking instrument, like a lute kind of thing. Um, but of course, since I don't have access to that instrument, uh, it's coming from, from the loudspeaker. It's, yes. a, it's a tape part. And um, I think it's a really good example of how, how composers Think about their identity, like both musically but also personally, as a composer living very far away from her home. Mm. It's of course she's thinking about identity, about home. And in the piece, she's bringing these two musical cultures. Together, like the tambour in in Iran, as far as I know, is used for ceremonies and rituals. So it's really linked to this tradition. And the accordion is more an instrument from this part of the world. Mm -hmm. So she brings them together, and they are really very different in the way. They are played also in the way the tones produced but um but the way she's using the accordion like she's doing a lot of tremolando things and tone repetitions and trills, so she's trying to bring these instruments bring them together, close together. And, mm. in and I like that very much and um the piece is called In Sechs Richtungen. That's in six directions. And that refers to another mystic from the 13th century. Oh, really? uh, that's Rumi, a Persian mystic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was looking for his home in six directions. And I think that's a very poetic way to think about home and mm-hmm. identity. And also, I mean, we're all musicians and we're all <laughs> nomads <laughs> somehow. And we live everywhere, <laughs> so... So um, I I kind of like this picture and the music is very intimate and sometimes she's writing, playing instructions like homeless or Mm -hmm. these kind of things. And I feel it's very touching in a way also because she reflects her position. I think she reflects her position in the world and her life between two totally different cultures. Mm. That's what I like about this piece. And then in the end, I play a piece by Sarah Nemtsov for accordion and harmonica. You know, some composers think accordion by itself is not complicated enough. (laughs) (laughs) So you have to add something to it. (laughs) So, um, and I like this piece a lot because it's getting back to the roots of the accordion. I mean, the accordion is a very diverse instrument. Um, It's also a complicated instrument, not only technically, but also because it has this cliché background of folk music Mm. and, you know, street music Mm. and this really rustic idea of the instrument. And um, there's very few pieces who, contemporary music pieces, who actually go back to the roots and sort of play with this cliché and somehow maybe deconstruct it or reconstruct it In a way, you know, if you're a composer, you can uh, you have different ways to deal with the instrument. You could either try to reinvent it and really ignore this cliche, and, Mm. and or you could try to accept it as a part of the instrument and play with it and deal with it in a special way and that's what I like because I think it's part of the instrument I don't want to ignore it it's it's part of the character of the instrument and also a really special part of the instrument I think that's what she's doing she's really um it's a very playful piece it reminds me of a street musician somewhere somewhere on the road you know these kind of things and and um Yeah, it's called scope, like telescope or microscope, so it's really looking closely at Mm. something, and I think it's looking closely for me to the identity of the instrument Mm. and uh, really searching different aspects of of that instrument, which is still um, an interesting instrument to discover. So that's the program for tonight. Yeah, sounds great. (laughs) And I'm very excited to perform it in this way.
0: Um, you use the word nomad or nomadic, yeah. and I remember that I think that's in your biography, yeah. that you describe yourself as a nomad. And um, I, was, I was attracted to that because it's not the sort of thing that people necessarily kind of admit to. Yeah, but
1: I, I think, I mean, you're a musician too, so I think all of us are nomads in a way, living yeah. out of the suitcase 200 yeah. days a year, you know, yeah. and having to adapt to different parts in the world really quickly and that's i mean it's a challenge it's also i find it super inspiring mm. i didn't have a home like a proper home for a couple of years i was really on the road all the time and that was a great time um it's also exhausting hmm. but um i think it's a great chance to get to know the world and the mm. people and also think about yourself and your personality both musically but also personally mm. so um and I still I mean I have a I have a home now. <laughs> where is your so, home now? <laughs> my home is in a small town, it's called Montabaur. It's between Cologne and Frankfurt, in okay. in the middle of Germany. So but it's well connected. It has a pass train station, so I can get away from there very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> the true uh, sign
0: of a nomad, making a home where you can leave. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> So it's, um, but I still like to be on the road, and also the accordion is a traveling instrument. Mm. It was invented to mm. be carried around, and I think it's part of the nature of the instrument, and also no matter where you go in the world, you will find it, and that's an exciting part. And I try to discover these places and meet the people who know the instrument very well because it has its own tradition of music in most places in the world, but still surprise them by doing something totally different with the instrument.
0: I wonder if you can tell us a bit more about your commissioning. You you touched on it a minute ago, but I know that you have been creating a repertoire for yourself, so I'm, I'm interested if there are particular things that you're looking for in that repertoire or perhaps if those things have shifted over the years or mm. any thoughts really on, on that whole process?
1: Well, for me, it, the most important thing is that the composer is... Uh, not necessarily that um, that it's a big-name composer or something. It's, it's more important for me that I find people who I feel connected with in mm. a personal way. Because I think in this process of creating new work, it's for me, it's really important to really work closely together with people and not just commission a piece and you have it in your mailbox four mm-hmm. months later and then you yes. meet each other at the, the day before the premiere, but really having a process of collaboration. And for this, it's really important for me that the person is inspiring to me as a person and also as an artist. Mm-hmm. So that's how I usually choose the people. And I'm mostly interested in younger composers, like of my generation or even Mm. younger, (laughs) Um, because I think there are so many great composers out in the world who do not necessarily have the means to present their work. Around the world because they are not a big name yet, mm-hmm. or you know they are still in the beginning of their career. But um, I listen to a lot of music, and in some of it, I really discover something very special, or something that I think could work well with my instrument or with myself as a performer. And that's how I choose the people. And um, I've been really lucky. Uh, in the last couple of years because I commissioned a lot of pieces and most of them were really good and uh, became part of my repertoire Mm. because I think that is so important both for us as performers but also for the composers that you not just perform a piece once uh, but that you really create a repertoire and some of those pieces I've performed 200 times and it's great because the pieces are still changing. If it's a good piece then Mm. it would still be exciting to play the 199th time, (laughs) you know. So, uh, and... I find that difficult in the new music world sometimes that people are all the time after, you know, premieres and something new. And of course that's important to create something new and I'm happy to create something new. But at the same time, there's so much really good music out there in the world and it's great to perform it again. And also some pieces, as you know, probably some pieces need a couple of performances until they're yeah. ready. Yes,
0: definitely. And, and <laughs> Most pieces. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and there are so many pieces who get performed once and never again, and that's so sad. So yeah. I'm also trying to dig into that and find, find other people's. I think it needs more exchange also between interpreters, mm. and I think there's still, at least in, with my instrument, we should still talk more with each other and, you know, exchange repertoire and um, tell each other about pieces. Mm. That are really good and worth being performed again. So um yeah, that's what I do and it's exciting. <laughs>
0: um, is it it would it be the case that many of the composers that you're commissioning have not worked with the accordion before?
1: Yes, most of them. It's still a rare instrument. Yeah. I mean I mean it has um, and I've I've been working as a freelance accordionist for fifteen years now, and it has changed a lot. I feel there's a lot more recognition for the instrument, especially in you know ensemble contexts, yes. or orchestra, and also solo solo repertoire. But still, a lot of people haven't been in touch with the instrument. I, I think with the accordion. I don't know how it is with other instruments, but um, most of the pieces that have been created in our repertoire. They happened because someone knew an accordionist yes. and they wanted to work together. Yes. Like, so it's not necessarily the case that a composer wakes up in the morning and says, "Oh, I have to write an accordion <laughs> piece today." You know, <laughs> it's it's all personal contact. Are you see a person on stage and you think, "Oh, this is a great instrument," and that mm. I want to work with someone. And also, it's a complicated instrument, so I think to get the most out of it, it's really important to work together with someone. Mm. So. Mm
0: and what else are you up to as an artist because i know it's not just not just playing the accordion so well
1: it's um um well of course playing the accordion is my passion and i do yes. that quite a lot but um after a couple of years of freelancing i found out that um i would really also want to work as a curator and an organizer of new music because I find it important to bring this music out to people, particularly to people who who are not part of the scene. Mm. You know, like really normal people. In, and <laughs> and, um, and I think personally that in the new music scene we don't think enough about that, or mm. a lot of people don't think enough about that. And and um, also if you work as a as a performer, you will know that um, it's you missing things <laughs> from the organizer side of of things and you very often you think oh I could do that better (laughs) you know in in terms of thinking of of atmosphere Mm. or uh, communication or all Mm. these these kind of things so I thought it would be a challenge to try and set up something myself and um,
0: exciting
1: and um, that's what I actually liked about the eavesdropping when Mm. I read about it I thought it's so great that performers actually take initiative and set up something themselves because um, I think we have a different perspective on things, Mm -hmm. both on contents but also on organisation part of things because we know the business and we know how it feels from the other side and and every time I play somewhere where a performer, or musician is a part of the organisation team I feel so much better (laughs) (laughs) taken care of because these people know what you need Yes. on stage and around stage, and, and um, also, I think, in New Music Live, looking at festivals and stuff, I I always wish that people would trust performers more to make decisions, for example, on repertoire, um, because, you know, what we, the things we want to play are good. Yeah. <laughs> we would never decide on the program and play things we don't like because they're not good so sometimes when I negotiate with uh, festival curators I get so tired because I think why why don't you just leave a little bit of space for me to actually suggest something that I know is good because I'm doing this seven hours a day and um, that's what I'm sometimes missing and that's why I thought I want to do something where I invite artists that I know and I Really think are great artists, but I leave it open to them what they want to play. Like you do here, mm. it's so great because I I can just I could choose what I wanted to show to yeah. the audience, and that's uh, very rare that you can actually do that. It so, is it yeah. is
0: very rare. I have I have the feeling that it it is on the increase. Yeah, and um, yeah. actually the the places that come to mind the the other festivals that I can think of which are. Um, performer-led in terms of the curation um, I've also been set up by performers yeah so it's clearly it's clearly a thing um.
1: and I think that the audience appreciates it because it's it gets more authentic in a way because mm. you know someone's sitting on stage and doing something and they really know what they're doing and they want to do it mm. so um, so I've been running the series for it's, it's called Lauschvisite and I've been running it for three years now in this very small town where I live it's 10,000 people living there so it's it's really in the middle of nowhere but people come and people like it and people are just curious to hear this kind of uh, thing and it's they have never heard this kind of music before yeah. so it's really opening a new door for them and yeah. that's what I really I really like and it's it's an I mean it's still important for me to be on stage myself yeah. but I also learn a lot from the other from the other side
0: yeah Oh, congratulations. So. Three years, it's a triumph. <laughs> and you plan to
1: keep going? Yeah, I'm, I'm going. I got the funding for next year and I'm working on the rest. Great. I mean, as you know, it's always depending so much on funding and, mm. and politics and everything, but uh, I think it's really worth it. Mm. I mean, I have these moments, I'm, I'm sure you know these moments too, <laughs> when you get really frustrated because your grant got denied, or, or you, you know, but I think it's worth doing this mm. because. Uh, it's important to get this music out to the people. So.
0: Yes. I think that's a good place to stop, yeah. taking the music out to the people, uh, which is what you're going to do for us tonight.
1: In a couple of hours, In actually. In a couple
0: of hours, that's right. Um, so thank you, Ava, so much for coming and chatting to me. Yeah, thank you very it's much. It's really nice to speak to you.